are listening to the Derek Asante podcast, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. I just aim to keep the discussion above average. My guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the DAPS. This is part two of the two-part series. We're still here with Kevin Wright, the author, the poet, the writer, and the man himself. Uh, Last week, if you were with us, Kevin was just talking about the loss of his friend, Sabrina, in 2019. And so that's where we're going to pick it up. Uh, If you're just tuning in for the first time and this is the episode that you jumped in at, I recommend you go back to episode one and uh, catch up to this episode here. All right. Uh, And if you're a friend of Kevin's that you are now tuning in, I'd recommend you check out part one of the two-part interview with Kevin and uh, get more acquainted, get better acquainted with uh, what we discussed previously. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Now, what's the latest one um, you're working on currently? Um, the last book I just released was uh, Forget About Yesterday. Um, that was, um, that was a very important book. Um, what inspired it? Uh, my friend, Sabrina, um, she passed away in 2019. My condolences, condolences. Yeah. I think you posted a picture of her. Yeah. 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 She, it's crazy because, um, she, um, so I was, I was speaking to her over the last couple of years. And she had a hard time. And while I was talking to her, she would have these these um, great conversations. By the way, she was, um, so she grew up in jungle as well. Uh, I knew her since grade two. Um, we've had, um, we've always maintained con- contact. Um, like we, we know each other from the sandbox, like Flemington Road. Mm. So like that was, that was huge for me. Um, so um yeah, I mean, we worked together at Dominion, you know, when Dominion was Metro, for God's sake. Right, right. You know, like back in those days. So um, we always maintain contact. And I, I, I just had these these great conversations, like, you know, similar to I had with you. And we, we talk about the past. We talk about the future. And um, in the last couple of years, I just think it meant so much to me because um, I put, she just said, she, she would say some stuff to me where I was just like, just, baffled mm. and I would just sit there and she's like yo but like you're not really feeling your writing now and there was a time where I went through writer's block and she really helped me get back into it because she was really like pushing the pushing the envelope and she was just like yo you know where we come from and I would literally play it off and like laugh and she's like no seriously like you you really need to like put the pen up like don't put it down like pick the pen up right. like ink to page like really do this like because you really do this mm. and I really really got into it and I just felt like I was really getting busy with the pen and um you know she would tell me she was sick and I really didn't understand it and then she told me you know don't feel sorry for me and I was like no 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 and then you know she passed and I was just kind of 
I woke up that morning, I was kind of shocked, and I was like, this is, this is crazy. Because, I mean, our conversations were, were wild and crazy and, like, really put, in, put things into perspective. Like, you, you're really talking to somebody who felt like their time was really going. Like, they really knew they were passing. And when they really passed, like, you didn't expect it, but it meant so much because of what she shared with me. And I think that what, like, that's what, like, Forget About Yesterday really represented. Mm. She's like, you know, forget about yesterday, man. Like, tomorrow's a new day. And that's what she said to me. And when I thought about, like, Forget About Yesterday, she was just like, yo, listen, you're going to write a book. You're going to put me on the cover. And we laughed about it. And she's like, no, write a book. Put me on the cover. And it was just, like, this funny thing. And I was writing all these poems, and I was putting it on, on pictures of her, and I was sending it to her, and she was loving it. And then we really got into it. And then, you know, this happened. And I was just like, you know, it just felt right for me to do this. So it, wow, that's, that's incredible. I'm, I'm going to obviously assume that that's her on the cover. Correct. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw that and I was like, wait a minute. Cause I saw the post and I saw, I'm like, Whoa, Oh, okay. I'm curious. Um, and was it terminal how she passed? Yeah. Don't tell me cancer. Yeah. Fuck cancer. Pardon my French. Yeah. I don't cuss. Fuck normally, cancer. But, nah, fuck cancer. You know, um, too many people, too many people gone too mm-hmm. soon for that. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow. So this this book now, what are we expecting from it? Like, what are some of the poems? Are they um, poems that also inspired by your friend, or um, is there a lot of it? It's a lot of it. You know what? I I think that we spent a lot of times where we were we were talking about um just really just um talking about the community like jungle mm-hmm. and um, talking about our upbringing and the laughter, the fun. And one of the conversations I remember where her was just like, yo, re- it wasn't really that bad. And I was like, no, it wasn't bad. It was the condition. Mm-hmm. It was the condition and the environment. And, you know, that's what we, that's what we did. Right. So, that's what was different for, you know, for all of us. Like, you know, some of us grew up in two parent households. Some of us grew up in a one parent household. Some, some of us grew up and we went into foster care, children's aid yeah. and, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and that's what we had to, we had to accept. Yeah. You know? So take me back. How did you even get started with poetry and writing? I, um, so my grade, I would say my, OAC year. Oh, sorry, and I go back to grade 11. Um, I was talking, there was this guy named Swainson, a uh, guy named Gary. We were sitting there, and um, they were, like, one guy walked up to me and just like, yo, you have the girls on lock, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right, they pay. And I was just like, ah, oh, whatever. And then one of my teachers, like, challenged me to, you know, jump in and, like, really write. So she said to me, 
no, it's a Champion of Poetry contest. It's like, it shouldn't be that hard. And I was, and so I said, oh, whatever. What do you got to do? Just put some words together and just rhyme? Like, easy. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Whatever. So I did it. And um, I can't remember the poem off the top of my head, but it was it was crazy. And I remember we were reading it in front of um, a class. And then we created this, like, whole poetry contest. And then I won. And then it meant something to me that I really, like, won. Yeah. So I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. And then, um, you know, fast forward to OAC, um, you know, we're sitting there thinking about the next journey of our life, what university you're going to pick and where you're going to go. And um, I, I can honestly say that I, I was, some of my classmates, I was, I was kind of, I was kind of held back and, you know, they were kind of like, I wouldn't even say they were bullying me, but they were just like, oh, yeah, you're not going nowhere. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Don't even pick one. Mm. And I wasn't feeling that way. I, this is what people were actually saying to me. And then I was just like, and then my teacher said to me, I, I remember I had this like deep conversation with her and she said to me, she's like, okay, cool. There's end of school year project. There's a seven page thing you got to write, write about it. Mm. And I wrote this thing called radio. Um, and it was like radio as in like, I remember watching the movie because it came out at that point. But at the same time, I called it radio because I was listening to everyone around me and what they were saying. And I really put it into context. And then I really wrote about it. Wow. And then when I wrote about it, I read it in front of the whole class because we had to read our end of the year project. And literally I had people in tears. I remember this one girl walks up to me and she gives me this hug. She's like, I really didn't, really, really didn't make mean to make you feel that way. Like, I felt like I bullied you. And the crazy part was, though, she's like, I didn't feel like I could bully you because you were bigger than me. And I was just like, bullies come in so many shapes and forms. Wow. Like, you don't really understand that. So that was crazy for me. And then um, I wrote my first book, Far From Home. Um my first year at university and that was when like that was my moment I was on my I was on the phone with um Ashley Johnson my friend and I was literally down Brookview like literally right outside the jungle and it was the first time I did a cartwheel and an actual backflip and I'm surprised I didn't break my, my damn neck what <laughs> yeah I did a cartwheel and a backflip man get out of here I swear to God, yo. I swear to God. I did a backflip. I, I did a cartwheel and a backflip. And I was like, yo. And she was on the phone with me. You know, shout out to Ashley Johnson, but I love that girl. Yo, you know, and you know what you just gave I'm me? Serious. You gave me a visual out of like the show Glee. Yo, bro. And yo. <laughs> it was raining. It was raining. Oh, gosh. On top of it that, It was too. raining. <laughs> It was raining. It was raining. It was raining. backflips in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like a Chris Brown video, but I couldn't dance <laughs> without the music. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh gosh! I wish y'all could see oh. this dude is like six oh. two doing backflips in the rain. <laughs> Oh man, it was it was it was crazy though. It was crazy. Oh, it was crazy. Gosh. That's hilarious. It was crazy. My oh man. Gosh. Now oh. <laughs> so hold on. Is there a is there a subject matter that you actually enjoy writing about more than 
others. It sounds like you obviously, you know, captured the neighborhood in almost every piece, you know, maybe a piece in each book, I should say. Um, but is there other subject matters besides the neighborhood that you enjoyed writing about? In your, I, you in... know what? I, I love, um, I enjoy, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my close friends could criticize me for talking about love a lot. Cause like, I think that's like, you know, the end goal, like it's, you know, you, you really want to find that, you know, you really want to find your person. You really want to find that, um, you know, your better half where it's, it's like you, like she finishes your sentence kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I write about like love a lot, but I write about love like as this idea, because I think that it represents different things for everybody else. Right. So like it might love might represent something to you that it, it does represent to me, but I take it a step further and say, you know what, this is what's important because this is what it means. And, you know, not to say it takes away from what you think it means, but we understand we have a, a common, a common theme here, but I think that it could just be taken in so many different levels that it's just, it's just so much fun to write about because you listen to your friends, you listen to your peers, um, you, you, you know, you watch movies and you talk about this idea, but I think if I was to really say it, keep it a hundred, like my books are really about this idea of really finding home. Like I'm talking like, you know, you talk about, you know, titles like far, uh, far from home, um, forget about yesterday. And my next book that's about to come out is called visions of home because I'm really trying to get to a particular place mm -hmm. where I'm, I'm there. And this is where my, you know, this is where I need to be. Right. This is where I am. And this is where I want to stay. And this is where I want to grow. And, and that's it, man. Wow. You, you said a few things. Now I want to touch on this because I just had a conversation with my wife about uh, love. Cause in episode five, I said, that I wasn't sure exactly what love is. And so mm -hmm. obviously she's going to come at me and, you know, want, yeah. want clarification. So, yeah. So this is what I said to her. I said, and, and I want to get your opinion on this. This is my response yep. to her when she came to me with that question. You know, she basically said, how do I not know if I have a family and, and a spouse and, and kids and all that. Right. I said, no, you, you, you don't want to take it out of context. What I'm yeah. saying is this, love is an idea. Love is, is organic, right? And so I said to her, a 16 year old who's in love has a different idea of what love is compared to a 25 year old who has a fiance. Correct. And then that's also different from someone who e who's either 40 and has a family. And then also it's different for someone who is retired and still has their partner. Right. So I said, mm -hmm. if, if love was stagnant, that would be problematic. Cause that means if I'm 16 and I'm in love with this girl, yeah. have I evolved? Have I grown? Has love ever, if, if it doesn't change what's happening to me at 60 years old, mm -hmm. that's a problem. So I, yep. I said, love is, 
is different for every individual. That's the first thing we need to recognize. And then, and then the second thing is we have to acknowledge that it changes because even though I'm married to you, I said to her, I love you this way today, tomorrow, I could love you in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I should be allowed to do that because I'm also changing by the millisecond. Mm -hmm. So why can't love change as I'm changing? If it's a feeling, right? And so give me your thoughts on that. I, I, I could, you know, I'm not trying to choose sides here because I don't want you to have to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know what, I, I, I can say that I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think it's, it's different. And I think that, um, believe it or not, love is such a scary thing because we, we, you know, the love for, you know, the love for, you know, that, you know, I can't speak for you, but like the love, I just, you know, love for your children is, is one thing. The love for your wife is another thing and you have that foundation that respects for her obviously but i mean if i'm speaking for me it's the if i'm with somebody it's really about connection emotion um getting an idea of how this person loves how this person reacts how this person's motions are um emotions are mm-hmm. and you know you really you love like you can love a woman so much today but tomorrow it's like you literally find another reason why you love her more but then on sunday you find another reason to love her but at the same time it's like that 80 20 percentage where it's just like Oh, there's that twenty percent I really don't like, mm-hmm. but there's that twenty percent that I really accept from you, right? And I gotta learn to love because that's something that you're not gonna change. I don't want you to change it. But that's something that I really gotta learn to really love. Whether it is you burp, you fart, whether it is you just say excuse um, me, you know, that's, that's... we don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just give me a heads up. Right. Don't be a sniper out here. Just give me a heads right? up. <laughs> Drive by. Right. <laughs> Shooting the wrong people and stuff. Like, come on. Right. <laughs> you just get shot. So, you know, you really just, you really just like you're 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 really loving differently. Yeah. And I think that's the scariest thing for me because. Um, I always say like I'm loving till the wheels fall off mm-hmm. and when I say the wheels fall off I'm talking about if this shit was going to end tomorrow I'm loving it, I'm loving you up until you know midnight until like I close my eyes right? because I realize that yo tomorrow's Saturday and that shit could change right? I'm not saying that could change because of any particular thing it's just I'm going to love you up into that moment where it's kosher, it's wholesome, it's vibrant, it's, mm-hmm. it makes me feel alive. Right. But at the same time, you know, the next day I wake up, pray that I wake up, obviously, mm-hmm. it's, I'm still going to love you, but you're going to do those things that it's like, all right, I love you, but you're really testing my patience today. Right. Like, I really, really love you, but yeah. you're really testing my patience today. Glimpse of those 20%. Yeah. 
yeah, that's a, that, that's where that twenty percent kicks in. Like yeah. every relationship, like it or not, man, every relationship is eighty twenty. And I'm not I'm not trying to say that I'm I'm I know everything, but it's eighty twenty. Oh yeah. For if, sure. And you know I you know when I you know if I get into a relationship with somebody and I say to myself, you know what, I really really like this girl 80-20 because that 20% I really don't like when she does not 20% I'm just like I'm with it mm-hmm. I really want to trip her in a puddle but <laughs> I <laughs> I really really like I really I really want to connect on that 80% level because I really don't feel like you know it's it, 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 it's never going to be 100% man right. you really got to get through all of that yeah because there's some days that are just going to be so tough to the point where you really don't understand it but you understand what brought you to the table right you know what's scary about it though like you you go into it and uh you might have one perception you know you might be mm-hmm. you, you might go in with the with with um 80 you know everything yeah. is everything is great but what happens is this you tell yourself or it's so good that you start to say oh you know what it's now you know we made it to 90% this is dope but yeah. the problem with that 20% that you described is we have no idea when it's going to show its ugly head yep right and it could be it could be 2 weeks into the relationship it could be yep. 6 months it could be 10 years yeah right it all depends on the individual and how comfortable they get and how vulnerable they want to be to show who they really are because that's where the 20 percent shows itself yeah right and that's you know going back to going back to what i said about this you know this this idea of vulnerability um it's it's hard because you know i could think i could i could i could honestly feel like in my heart of hearts i'm being vulnerable but at the same time it's like I still feel like there's something missing from my significant other where it's, I need that. Right. But I could, but, but on the other side, it's like, I'm not really giving her what she thinks mm-hmm. that I think that I'm giving her. Dope. So Dope. I feel like, you know, if I'm really going to get into something, if I could really be honest, like I, I really gotta, really gotta give it a buck ten, because giving it a hundred ain't really enough. Mm-hmm. Because you really, you know, I mean, realistically, like there's there's been times where I feel like we, we um, you know, we awake a woman's heart and she thinks she's ready and she might be ready, mm-hmm. but you're not fully there yet. And that's the most important thing because she's there and she's waiting for you and she feels like she's giving you her all, but you really got to meet her there. Right. And whether it's halfway or all the way, you really, really got to be there. And I think we need to understand that as well because that's the most important thing. Right. Because they've already, like it's like, I mean, for looking at science, we're just like, you know, they're there. And it's just like, no, we need you to be vulnerable. We need you to be this, 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 this. And it's like, yep, but we gotta, we we need you to give us that feeling too. Mm-hmm. Like you really gotta be there for us. Yeah. The way 
we want you to be there. So that's why, you know, it, it, that's why, like, relationships are, are just are complicated because you can't really, like, it's not as easy as saying, hey, man, boy meets girl, boy kisses girl, boy, you know, girl kisses boy, boy kisses girl. You know, they go to the movies, they hang out. Hey, I want this, I want that. It's not really necessarily about that. It's, it's more about understanding, compromise, understanding, and really getting to that place where it's like, you feel like you're secure and, you know, you're confident to the point where it's just like no one else is going to come and destroy this home here. Listen, listen, I agree with you, but I don't agree with you. You know why I don't agree with you? (laughs) Because, because here's the facts, okay? Yeah, yeah. How many baby mothers do you know and how many deadbeat dads do you know? So it can be boy meets girl, kiss, kiss, blah, 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 and then baby no, pops that's up. No, that's what I'm saying. It can't be that way. It can't be that I way. I know, but, but it is easy because there's enough of them out there. Oh, true. true, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> so either we're playing the game wrong, right, or they're playing the game wrong. But clearly I can see that they're playing the game wrong. Right, because the outcome obviously <laughs> has a long-lasting impact, and unfortunately, yeah. those who pay for it are the kids that are caught up in the crossfires of of such relationships. Right, but yes, I agree with you. Um, I'm just you know poking fun at it, but it's a serious yeah, thing yeah. because <laughs> we do have a lot of people that just treat it like that. Right, they mistake yeah. lust for love, and then all of a sudden there's a baby, and now they're like, oh shoot, neither one of us want this thing. Mm-hmm. And now what? Right? Yeah. And and that's the problem. So um but before we move on, I want you to I'm gonna make a request if you can share a poem with us, um, if possible. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, you get to pick. You pick one and uh you can share All that right. with us. I will definitely do that right now. Uh so this poem is called Thoughts of a Felon. Thoughts of a felon? Thoughts of a felon. Holy, we were just talking about love and you're going to talk about criminals. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you got to work on this vulnerability thing. (laughs) I'm expecting roses are red, man's coming with guns. (laughs) Roses are red, violets are blue. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, go for it. I'm ready. I'm, I'm actually just kidding, man. The, the book, the the poem is actually called um, it's actually called Soup. Dope. Yeah. So um, poem called Soup. Violent thoughts of wandering. Sweet bisque in a bowl, a foundation of sunshine. Must there be more? Must minds be aimless? Must the quiver mean more? Idealistic views and opinions, rays of wonder, yet some wonder about whispers, yet some wander about thoughts, feelings of fading, together we are so much more, fights to feel alive, falling to the wonder, beauty waves and hope fevers, mindless thoughts, curious dreams and aspirations, dreams, dream, eyes closed, I have yet to awake. Wow. The end. Wow. What inspired that one? I was, um, you know, what's crazy. I actually went back to, so this, that poem is actually back from, um, it's actually in my new book that, that, you know, that I'm going to come out with. So I'm I'm just going through the whole editing process and stuff. It's called, the book's called Visions of Home. 
and um, I was actually driving through jungle. Mm. And um, as I've done so in the past, I would say four or five months, and I'm watching this whole like neighborhood like transition into something that I like I don't even know. Yeah. So I'm feeling like I'm feeling like there's something missing. They're taking something from from us, kind of thing. Where you know this this whole I, this whole idea of gentrification is just crazy to me, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm watching the houses change, and I and I and I'm and I'm watching who lived here. I'm watching where your mother lived. I'm watching where I live. I'm watching like where you know, some of our friends live and some of our friends who passed away live. And I'm really trying to create this like soup Mm. because I feel like we all, we all like mix into something. Right. And we, you know, there's whispers, there's wonders, there's thoughts, there's opinions, you know, you know, I mentioned like feelings fading, um, you know, fights to feel alive. And I feel like there's still something there. Right. And when I drive through it, it can never really kill it because that's where I was. That's where I grew up. Like, I really like, I really like, I'm proud to say that I'm really from like Jungle City. Mm. And, you know, the projects, you know, community housing, like you really raised me, you know? Right. And I was there, and I'm proud to say I was actually there. That's dope. I'm with you on that. I'm I'm super proud as well. Um, yeah. Regardless of how much has changed, that's you know it's it's a huge part of who I am. And you know if you if, unless you're from there, I I don't think anyone can really understand it. Yeah. Um, and that's the beauty in it is that I feel like I'm an ex- I'm in, I'm a part of an exclusive club. Hmm. You know, and to be able to sit where I'm sitting and you sit where you're sitting, I recognize that as privilege now. Um, and even when we were there, I still consider that to be privilege. It just looked different. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. I and I say that because I know even though we were in that environment growing up and finding ourselves, there were other people in far worse situations who were lost. And there were even people standing next to us who were lost. Mm-hmm. So... I definitely look at that and I, I recognize the privilege across the board. And what I mean when I say that is literally the mentors and the leaders that we were privileged enough to come cross paths with. Yeah. You know, the teachers, the, the, the male figures that were there dropping, you know, lessons here and there when they could that yeah. allowed us to look at the world differently, that pushed us out of the neighborhood to go and see more. Um, and seek more, want to be more. I think those are all the privileged opportunities that we got. Some of our peers never even got exposed to, or yeah. or recognize them as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's that place, and I think it depends on which which vantage point you look at it from. You'll actually see the jewels in in all those experiences. And but to the rest of the world and the media that was looking down into the neighborhood, we're always saying it's bad. It's this and that. But they could never understand it. They could never understand it. And that's that's the pride that I have in the neighborhood. And that's why it's a part of me. 
mm-hmm. because I know and I feel and I live what it gave me, what it had to offer. And I believe that without it, to be honest, I wouldn't be half of the person I am. And that's because of literally, you said it hardened you. Yeah. But it's not a bad thing because I know somebody hearing that is going to be like, oh, it hardened you and therefore we're heartless. No, we're, nah. we're not criminals. And, no. and and as bad as it sounds, some of the people that were actually bad weren't actually bad people. Bad. They were just making poor choices. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the beauty in it. So the silver lining is always there. If we're looking for it, we'll find it. Um, but a lot of it too is, you know, I, I, you know, when you talk about when they were making bad choices, it, it was a lot of it was too is like a lot of them felt like they, that's the only choice they actually had. That's right. Because, and I, I, I dabble this, I, I go back and forth because I mean, opportunities are not uh, opportunities can be given at some point but at the same time like we 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 actually like when you're growing up there you have to have that understanding where people really got to give you a different insight because if you're if you're if you're if you're going through a system and it's like yo there you're gonna fail mm-hmm. you're gonna fail you're gonna fail if you have 10 people telling you you're gonna fail yep. there's nothing for else you to believe right if there's not one person within that 10 yeah. that's going to tell you that you're going to succeed, how are you supposed to succeed? It's crazy to me. Yep. And that's why I say it's so important because if you stand next to me, you got to win. Like, we're going to win. And that's what I want to say. Like, I always say, like, you know, I want to be remembered is the guy who said, you know what? Anybody who stands next to him is going to win. We got to win. I say this to you a million times. Like, yeah. you know, I pick your brain. You know, I said, yo, Derek, we got to get here, you know, five years. We got to get here in 10 years because this is what the plan is. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we were born with this. Yeah. So guess what? We're going to take this, 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 and this, and this, and there's nothing no one can do about it. It's just that simple. Yeah. Now, it, it, you're absolutely right. Like, you got to set goals. You got to want to win. You got to want more and better for yourself um, and, you know, lay that foundation for those following you. And I think that's that's important. Legacy is what what I'm about. And I know that's what you're about. So, yep. let's keep building that. Now, you kind of alluded to it. I want you to tell me where do you see yourself in five years in these areas, relationship wise, financially and spiritually? Relationship-wise, I see myself in a healthy relationship with a partner who is relentless on simply just being um, herself, being that figure, that um, that person who who refuses to just not, who, who actually puts the best effort to be the best person she could be day in and day out. Um, uh, financially, I definitely want to own a few properties. Um, living in a home, not a house. I created that foundation where, you know, me and my significant other are are happy in between those four walls. And, you know, we, we're proud to call this home. And, and spiritually... Spiritually, 
I really want to be in a space where I have the most important people around me who I have um, the support, the courage to to simply be myself and um, and just be me. Mm-hmm. So the segment that I do in this in the show, um, and that's the thinking out loud segment. It's going to shade things up a little bit here. Um, So I'm going to ask you a random question. Yeah. Now, because, you know, you are who you are to me, I got two questions for you. Look at that. Okay. Special. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Are you ready? Now, you got to give me your unfiltered response as soon as you hear the question. All right. Oh God! Oh God! You put me on the spot here. You're killing me! You're killing me! Go! 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 Here it goes. Would you rather find a rat in your kitchen or a roach in your bed? A rat in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> why? Oh my God! Why? I want to know why. Um, <laughs> I really don't know why. <laughs> but why the rat? Why are you okay with the rat? You know what? Here's the thing. A roach just feels like there's so many more. A rat? <laughs> we can't do rats. We can't do rats. We don't do rats around here. We just don't do rats around here. I'm looking for that one specific rat. I'm good. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay no the real question is this <laughs> this one have some fun with that one. <laughs> don't kill me oh gosh oh, my god i'm killing myself you really oh, gotta take things up eh hey man gotta break the tension there you there he goes <clears throat> okay this is a more serious question if your life had a theme song what would it be? If you had to pick a song to be your life's theme song. Oh, wow. I know. I know. That's a good one. Jesus. I know what mine is, but I can't tell you yet because you might steal it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I really like, I feel like you really. I feel like you really killed me there. I know. My life was a theme song. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. You really got me here. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. I got to give you one. I got to give you one. I got to give you one. Um, My life was a theme song. You know what you do? You think of one of your favorite artists and you can see if you can find one close to what you might want it to be. You know what? If I really... if I, okay, You know what? If I really got to pick, um, I would say part of the game, 50 Cent. Mm. If I really got to say it. Um, I think that... I think that he's I think that he's resilient. I think that he's he's been my he's been my guy for for so many years. Mm-hmm. And um 
I think that there's points where he he fell off musically, but I also feel like there's points where his music is is simply timeless. Like his his last song, part of the game to me was fire because it was just like he. I feel like he. I feel like he lost a hunger for something, mm-hmm. and then he found it again, and he came back, and it was just like, nah, this is what it feels like. And so when I watch his interviews and I watch him go through what he's going through and transition from, you know, artist to mogul, mm-hmm. it's crazy to me where it's like, oh, so you still have that love for music, but um, there's times when I've I've been writing and I just feel like, yo, this is, this is, you know, this is not this is not right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, I got I got a I got a good friend, you know, Kelsey, and you know, I just I look at her write her writing and it inspires me. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at your writing, your old writing. I'm talking like mm-hmm. we, we you know, that stuff, it, it, mm-hmm. it inspires me. I pick up a book and I'm just like, Okay, I'm there. I'm going back to that. Mm-hmm. Like that's where it makes me feel like okay, like I still got it. Right. Like when you come out with something or, you know, um, she comes out with something, I feel like I got something else too. Right. And it's not a competition. It's just like there's that hunger for more. Yeah, it's healthy. It's healthy. It's you know? healthy. Yeah. You know, my boy Keaton, you know, he writes stuff and I'm just like, oh, I got something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I love it. Yeah. Like I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I encourage, like, that's why I tell you, like, I, I really... I really like, I really, really want everyone around me to win because if you win, I'm going to win. Like I watch you win the last couple of years and I won off of you for God's sake. Yeah. So I definitely want to freaking win. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. yeah it's, you know? A, it's a win, win, win all around, man. That is a, you know, it's like there's, there's a formula there and you're just like, okay, there's a formula here and it's just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Let's, let's duplicate that. Let's create this and yeah. then let's do this. And we're good, man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the song that that was for me, <clears throat> and it changes, but yeah, the one that comes to mind for me was uh, "Dear Mama" by Tupac. Mm. Just just because it it reminds me of the struggle and the uh, the the hunger. Yeah. Right. The not having, but still making. Mm-hmm. You know, making things happen. You know, and that's that's what. I really loved about that that song. And then if I had to go on the R and B side, it would be um Mama by Boys to Men. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, so Dope track. Yeah, yeah. So those are those are my joints. But but you you it's funny, it's crazy, and I keep saying this to myself too, is that we have too much in common when you yeah. mentioned fifty because I know we've had conversations here and there about him, but he yeah. is definitely somebody that I've been watching for years. And yeah. you said something that he fell off musically, but when I think about it, he was never in it for the music. The music yeah. was his avenue to get where he's at today. Yeah. Because if you think about it, he had to learn how to rap. He had to learn. It wasn't a natural gift. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was a hustler. Oh, true. True, so true, true, true. He had to teach himself with, you know, the people he surrounded himself with, and they helped him, you know, develop that craft. And he forged his destiny. Yeah. And that's why I love this guy because no one's done that. Yeah. The way he's remember, done it. I, I just remember, you know, just, I just, I'm watching him and, and I'm watching his, the way he moves and, 
Um, and what he does, and I'm just like, he's never really understood. And I was just like, cool. Yeah. I felt like, I just felt like we all came from the same, I would say we all came from the same place, but you know, the environment. Yeah. Similar, similar cloth. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to switch it on you for a second. Okay. What keeps you hungry other than your job, your family, especially your kids? Um, if I'm keeping it a buck. Yeah. To this day, a part of me still, I have a ghost, right? Like I have a ghost that pushes me and that ghost is actually my father. All right. He's alive, but he's a ghost to me because he's never been there. Yeah. So when ever I'm in a position where I feel like, okay, my family's not enough motivation. Yeah. Um that always propels me to the next level. All right, all right, all right. right. And and you know, so sometimes I think I wonder have I let it go, even though I tell myself I've let it go, but I don't and I a part of me doesn't want to let it go. And it's not it's not it's no longer resentment towards him as yeah. as when it was when I was sixteen. Yeah. It's more like thank you because if you didn't do what you, you know, failed to do, I wouldn't have that drive. Yeah. It would be a different drive, but this one's different. Like, it, it just hits different. You know what I mean? So, yeah, well, it really just puts me over to the next level. It's like, you know what? It lights the fire and it, it allows me to just keep pushing. So, I think for me, that's what it is. I, 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 I can say a whole lot of agree. I mean, just to touch on what you said, like, I didn't know my father either. So... I mean, for me, it's, I never really, I didn't really have that desire to, to be like, to have that like male figure. I just felt like I had, I felt like I had people around me where I just, I felt like I had that, that, that like knack to win, to like not have that. I feel like my mother, my mother, as much as she thought she was, she was more than. So it was it was it was just like, yo, you're you're like you're playing dumb role right now. Like you're like you're a real one. Yeah. So, you know, as much as she feels like she didn't give me this, I really got that. Yeah. Because yeah. I had that sense of understanding that, you know what? Um I wanted to win at the end of the day and I went through different transitions I went through problems and issues and whatever it was but I really 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 got to this point because I wanted to win and like on the strength of her and him not being present because it could have been worse if he was there it could have been I don't know right and because I because I heard stories of him not wanting to be there that fuels me even more I just got even hungrier. That's the same drive I got. Like I, I just got hungrier. <clears throat> I was I, just like, if I, if I ever, you know, if I, if I, whenever, whenever I'm lucky to have, you know, you know, bear a child and, you know, go through that, it was just like, I'm never gonna be that person. And that's the drive. Yeah. 
right? To not repeat that. That's the drive. Yeah. You know, um, and it, so to bring it full circle, that to me would be my failure that drives me. Mm, right? Like, you. I don't want to fail at that because then got I become you. him, which I don't want to be. Yeah. So that keeps me doing what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because I always tell myself, I always tell myself, um, I said to one of my boys the other day, I said, I'd rather be me. And they never really understood it. I'm like, no, I'd rather be me. And they're like, well, who else would you be then? And I'm just like, nah, but I'd literally rather be me. Yeah. Because I don't want to be a fraction of him. Yeah. I don't want to be a fraction of a statistic or yeah. whatever they think that I am because I already know. And it goes back to the first question you asked me, like, you know, the respect for yourself, the mm-hmm. respect for yourself. And that's the thing too, man. It comes full circle, right? The respect for yourself allows you to love somebody else unconditionally as well. That's it. And, you know, when you continue to love yourself, you're really going to get to that point where you really feel unstoppable. You really feel like you've reached a pinnacle in your life where this is, this is who you are and you're going to transcend into something where, you know, only you're going to be able to recognize. Man, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. So, So normally I would say, can you give a statement or a message for anybody that has listened to this conversation today? um that they can take with them but i think you've given so much throughout um and even your mm-hmm. last one you just gave i think it's enough but if you have one more in you what message would you leave them with um to help to guide them on their journeys uh, wherever it's taking them uh anything that you want to leave the people with my my motto is um like words began as a lump in my throat. So I always say, I left my writing on the wall and that's my thing. Like always leave it on the wall, leave it on the table. Like you love something, make sure they know it. If you aspire to be something, make sure you know it. Mm. If you want to be something, make sure you work your fucking ass off to get it. Excuse my language. Mm-hmm. Like get to the point where you really need to be and let nothing stop you Mm. because at the end of the day, you really got to sleep with yourself. You really got to put yourself to sleep at night. And at that point, if you're not hurting anybody, then nothing really else matters because you got to be happy within yourself in order to make those around you comfortable, happy and secure. Cause that's what it really thought it's really all about. Like you really got to feel comfortable within yourself to get to the next level. And that's what it is. I appreciate that. Listen, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I want to thank all the listeners for joining us this week on the DAP show. A special thank you to our guest this week, Kevin Wright. Uh, go check out, go check out his books. Uh, you can get the website is pure words. In proper English, that's correct. Purewords.ca. <laughs> it ain't slang. It ain't broken up. It ain't ebonics. None of that. None of it's that. purewords.ca. Check it out. He actually has quite a number of books, uh, and I want to make sure you go out there and you check it out. Uh, Kevin, if you don't mind, give the people your social media, 
uh, handle so that they can actually get in touch with you, con continue the conversation, or uh, get snippets of some of your po uh, your poems, because I know you post some of them on there as well. So go ahead and give them that. I mean, you can hit me up at uh, Kevin One Wright, uh, K-E-V-I-N, one, number one, W-R-I-G-H-T. Um, you can also hit me up at Pure Words, which is P-U-R-E-W-O-R-D-S by Kevin Wright, my name. And, you know, I can answer all your questions, um, anything you want to know, need to ask, I'm there. 24-7. All right. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow Kevin on IG. That's where you can get him. Um, again, my brother, thank you for blessing our, our, our episode tonight. Thank you for having me, man. Like I said, I made it, right? You made it. You made it. <laughs> if you made it, then I made it, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. So we'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much, everyone. Have yourself a great night. All right, love, peace, and nappiness. <laughs>